computers. This is Intelligent Performance. Welcome to Intelligent Performance, where we are fanatical about excellence in human endeavor. And today is our pleasure to welcome back Andy Donaldson, the Venom Ambassador and now World Record Holder for the fastest and a whole bunch of reasons, the seven toughest channel swims all around the world. So yeah, he's, he's broken three records, one for the fastest time between North Island and South Island New Zealand in terms of swimming the channel there. He's done it the, the, the challenge in 355 days and swam all seven. And just an amazing effort what he's gone through. And today we're gonna to dive into the different stories which kind of emerged taking on these different channel swims all around the world from swallowing jellyfish to having to talk people out of retirement to come and help them navigate and what the power ultimately of a team is when it comes to what may appear to be a very individual challenge. So I think you're going to take lots from this. Let's dive straight in. Andy, welcome back to Intelligent Performance. It's super to have you here. And first of all, a massive congratulations from, from us and from, and from everyone on the unbelievable achievement of a world record for is the seven toughest channel swims around the world like i like how do you how do you feel having it like done and actually achieve the the key objective uh well firstly thank you thank you again for for having me on here michael and uh it's a pleasure to be back chatting with you yeah obviously i'm, I'm absolutely delighted you know when we set off on this on this journey just over a year ago, there was there was a lot of unknowns. We we didn't have all the swims, but we didn't even know if it would be possible. So, for the way that it's that it's all come together, and and how you know people have have banded, and and really made this thing possible, banded together, made this thing possible is is you know I I couldn't have asked for any more. And yeah, absolutely delighted, shattered as well. It's it's been such a big year too. I can imagine and. I think one thing I've I've really always kind of been I think what appealed to excuse me what appealed me most about your story is that you know when you're doing these ultra long swims it's not necessarily about going the fastest it's really about going the distance and I think that's in today's society we we focus so much around you know fast like the fastest car north to sixty the blah blah yeah we we put these metrics or you know who's got the biggest biceps you're like that's really completely useless for most of us <laughs> and so you know from an intelligent performance perspective i think what i love about if you're if you if you're applying distance in really challenging circumstances mm. it's it's ultimately like it's the real crux of it right and that's what we see in the computer design it's, it's what we see in in really high level performers who, who can go the distance not just in a race but for their careers so mm. just tell me like what we focus on is a venom and, and, and that kind of we look for contrarian often contrarian thinking right you know like it just from a laptop perspective it's not about having the lightest laptop because usually the lightest means you've got a small battery which is crap to deal with so tell me you know you've you've done these unbelievable epic swims now how where did your contrarian thinking what did you notice developed throughout that period which really kind of you might go against the grain of what you might expect to achieve a world record. Well, I, what what I'll do, I'm going to address that that bit that you just mentioned there about you know success is built over a long time. It's it's not you know if I was to put it in in swimming terms in in training, it's all very well doing a really hard training session, but you know the rest of them for the rest of the week are, are rubbish. You know, it's success comes from 
consistency and, and over t- yeah performance over time. So it isn't necessarily about being the quickest. It's being you know able to be durable or built to last almost. I think it's a more important metric, being able to handle the challenges that are thrown your way. And I think that applies to companies, you know, it's all very well being, you know, fast growing for, for one year and then everything just falls off the edge of a cliff versus, you know, the companies yeah. that have lasted for, for decades and decades, you know. So um, that's, you know, part of the mindset that that we've tried to, to bring into this, uh, you know, with these marathon swims, there are a lot of factors that are out with our control. We, we try to prepare for the ones that we can. So, you know, we can prepare for the distance. We can prepare for cold water. You know, for example, I was swimming in a channel between Ireland and Scotland without a wetsuit. So, you know, obviously we're going to try to do our things to, to make sure that we're climatized for that. We, we swum some of the channels during the night. So these things you, you can prepare for, but the other side of the coin is is you know all the unforeseen or uncontrollables so challenges like currents that you you know that that we weren't expecting or if the weather suddenly changes when we're out there and um those things are harder to you know you can't really prepare for that unless you've experienced it before so creating an environment where you know there is uh, adaptability and, and durability and, and you're able to respond to to curveballs that are thrown your way. I think that's so important and I think that's really transferable to, to the mm. business world as well. And tell me, how has your thinking changed around that point or has it? Like maybe you can't go into a challenge like like this of such endurance. So maybe we should just speak to the context briefly for some, some of the listeners who may not be familiar. So as I understand, your this has been a 12 month journey for you where you're now the world record holder for the the fastest swim time of the seven toughest channel swims you've also done it in the shortest amount of time so 355 days and along the way you managed to break the world record for the quickest swim between north island new zealand and south island so in some ways, Aaron Drews, you're a contradiction because you are going the fastest, <laughs> but you're also going the distance as well. So, like, has your thinking changed in that regard? Like, did you start with a focus on just this one race and then it kind of switched to this whole kind of journey or or, or is it or not? I think that's, you know, it's, it's a good point. And I'll, I'll, I'll take a step back and provide a bit of of context so we we set out on this journey to complete the world's seven toughest channel swims it's called the ocean seven uh the reason one of the reasons i was doing it was to use this as a vehicle to raise money and awareness for mental health because it's really close to my heart and so the outs we'd we'd set these targets these bold targets of of trying to complete it within a year that was something that no one had ever done and to do each channel swim as quick as possible with the aim of trying to break this this cumulative record of 64 hours 30 minutes um yeah you know i think you know if i was to draw parallels with 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 business we always or in in general life we always set out to do the best that we can and you know we go in with the best intentions and we prepare as best as as possible for 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 our performance but challenges and, and adversity in life are, are a given. And, you know, it's, it's how we respond to those 
those curveballs when they, they're thrown our way, which is really what defines our, our character and, and our durability uh, and, and really shows us who we are. So, yes, I was I was fortunate enough to to break some individual channel records along the way in, in, in the Cook Strait, which is the swim between the two islands of New Zealand, you know, very fortunately broke the world record there. But similarly, there were there were other swims that, due to due to the factors outside of our control, uh, such as the weather and the 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 currents, um, you know, I there were seventy year olds going faster than me and posting quicker times a week later than my swim. You know, so you know what is success? I mean, for me, that's probably something that's evolved throughout this last twelve months. I think coming from a competitive swimming background. You know, success was very results orientated, and I feel that's the case in in the business world. But you know, business, you know, business and life—they're not, you know, very defined in into these twelve-month chunks that we we sort of look at a business. And success is a perspective, and in that swim where where the seventy-year-old went quicker than me, uh, you know, I I gave it everything that I could and and made the most of of the the cards that were dealt the hand I was dealt so I, I couldn't have asked for any more and, and for me that was a success in my eyes so yeah it's, it's how we look at things that's that's how I see it um, I really love that and it's an interesting concept isn't it because I was just thinking when people think about swimming typically you see what you see on tv is the hyper controlled variable you're in a swimming pool you've got your lane it's flat water <laughs> and you got it's only two meters deep or maybe at its deepest and then and you've got people right next to you and then you've got a crowd around you your arena is very different you've got the ocean it's bottomless in some cases <laughs> you know who knows you don't have any ropes you've got currents you've got nature sharks in some cases like i would imagine and i this is my i'm projecting here from a how my experience of the ocean is it's it's a can be a very unnerving environment, which relates very easily to business, given that there's so many variables in business, so many unknowns, so many like, mm-hmm. it's often you can feel like you're awash in the sea of business, right? Mm-hmm. How did you find comfort or almost like a, just being able to focus, almost like a zen is what I envisage you might have achieved, Andrew. I don't know if you would call it something like mm-hmm. that, but how do you just Good word. bring some calmness to that and, 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 then, and then just focus? It's it's a really good point, and you know, coming back to the comparison, you you are in a very con- controlled environment in pool swimming and, and ocean swimming, particularly these channels are the antithesis of that. You know, we don't know what day we're going to be swimming. The the weather, everything has has its factor, and it it is hard. You you have to almost become comfortable being uncomfortable. I think for me, in in those tough moments where there's a lot of uncertainty, you know, that was certainly the case in, in many of these channel swims. I went I went through stages with a lot of of self doubt and wondering, you know, how on earth am I actually going to get through the next fifteen minutes? Never mind, never mind the next five hours. So, I think coming back to your your purpose and and your reasons why and your values, I think that's so important. So. You know, when I was really struggling, I thought to my why, uh, you know, I'm I'm here trying to do these channels, not just for myself, but for something bigger. I'm, I'm trying to raise money for mental health. You know, I was also trying to address a few, I suppose, uh, goals that I felt I'd 
not fulfilled in my earlier years in, in swimming and, and, you know, really doing it for my family as well, because they've been such big supporters of me during my life and, and invested a lot of time in, in the, the growth of myself and in and, and my swimming. So, you know, these, these are the things that kind of galvanize you during those tough times. And, you know, we are going to face uncertainty and, and challenge and adversity, whatever area of of life that we're in, whether it is something like sport or challenge um, or business. So having these tools that you can, you know, access and, and use and, and remind yourself of certainly help and, and having people around you during those toughest times, you know, I think makes a big difference as well. And just speaking to the Zen piece, Andrew, is that, was that your experience? Like, are you becoming very insular, almost like decompartmentalizing yourself, becoming so relaxed? And I think you've described some of the swims as like being in a washing machine. Like, I can certainly appreciate trying to do anything in a washing machine, let alone trying to swim is 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 a brutal kind of thought. So, is it that, or was it actually you just got to, you know, how do you, what is it like when you're kind of at that point? You've been swimming for 10 hours and you still got another four to go. Zen, I mean, I think Zen's a great word for it. And I, I would say it is, it's like a state of flow. You know, you, you've practiced for this thing. You, you, during the, all the training and whatnot, you're trying to make things as automatic as possible so that, you know, you can go out there and, and you don't have to think, you can just simply execute and, the challenges that come your way, you know, you, you've experienced them before, if you've faced them before, and, and you know almost like instinct how to respond to them. So that certainly helps. And, you know, we are, we're, we're right out in the middle of an ocean. I can't see the bottom of the of the sea floor. Uh, there's been swims at nighttime. There's been, you know, sea creatures out there. So you really are put outside your comfort zone. And, you know, it is a lot easier said than done. But, um, you know, these these challenges, these adversities you know you you have to to go through them to get that experience and to have that comfort you know uh, it's you know an analogy could be a, a boat um that's in the harbor you know it's it's not built to be in the harbor it's built to be out in the high seas and in the rough and tumble of the waves and and it you know that's that's what it's built for it's it needs that adversity to experience the growth and it's the same with business you know if it was all plain sailing yes it might be be nice but you're not gaining any of the skills to deal with with adversity and challenge which are inevitable in in, in life i love that it's a great point and it's i think sometimes it can it feel like it's such a battle that you forget why you're doing it maybe mm. and so if we can there's two things which really stand out and we've talking oh sorry we've talked just before this and the and so i'm intrigued to, i want to talk about race number seven because i remember talking to you i think you'd just done six which i think was over in the us if i'm not mistaken or right yep and you were you weren't your normal chippy you know go lucky energized self like you were you had one race to go you felt you seemed tired. You communicated that you know you're feeling a sense of fatigue, and there was also that suspense around like you know you, the big audacious goal, which 12 months ago was just a concept, was now something which is really you know there was a you were in shooting distance of it, and then there's the pressure of crikey, like this has really become real. You've now got more people following your journey. 
tell me what was that like going into race seven like how are you how are you feeling in that in that space because that's um it's one thing being an unknown the next thing is really yeah when you've got eyeballs on you yeah and and i, I certainly felt it like yeah for for a bit of context that that last one was was the suguru street in japan we, we'd had all these successes leading up to that and and this was the last swim of the challenge and you know we were on the brink of of making history as the first what the first person to do the ocean seven within the space of a year and there'd been before my swim every attempt of that channel in japan that season had been unsuccessful so there was a lot of chatter online a lot of uh, disgruntled swimmers they'd had bad experiences a lot of focus and attention on 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 Suguru and, and also my my swim as well so I, I certainly you know I felt it, it was a tough time it really was um so you know what did you find toughest Andy don't let me ask you I think um the the weight of expectations and you know people talking about you you know it's it's all quite nice when like you said when you're a relative unknown and you can kind of go and do your thing and and you know, if you mess up, it's, you know, no one's really watching and no one's seeing what you've done. But, you know, this was the opposite end of the spectrum in terms of the, the channel swimming world and, and the eyes were on. So, yeah, was felt like a pressure cooker leading up to that swim. I had fatigue from not just the last channel swim over in the US, but from the whole year, it'd been a, such a big 12 months. So, and, you know, no one had completed that channel because of, various reasons one of them being the the powerful crossing cross currents so there was certainly a lot of doubt in in my own mind leading into it and yeah it was it was um it was a, a tough lead up to the swim as, as tough as it really could get and, and i hadn't even started yet <laughs> yeah right and, and specifically yeah, yeah i think did i I recall correctly, like there was a number of people who didn't, they tried this swim and had failed. Is that correct? Yeah, so 13, 13 unsuccessful attempts that season. So, yeah, that when these things happen, you know, there's, there was a lot of negativity online, a lot of chatter, people saying it was, you know, a swim that was unswimmable now. And, you know, we're all, we're all human, you know, it's, it's going to affect us seeing that sort of stuff. So, yeah. Uh, together with my team, we we just made the the decision. Right, we're going to stay offline. And, you know, focus on the things that that we can we can control, which is how we feel, how we're thinking. We did our homework together as a team. We 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 spoke to our, our closest sort of confidants in in our inner circle, and um, and prepared as best as we could for the swim. And, and ultimately, that was that was the mindset that we had going in that. You know, whatever happened, we would give it our best, give it a real red hot crack, and you know, we we couldn't have really asked for more. If we got across, great. If not, you know, we 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 tried. Not getting across. You mean like you literally either like you get is it you timed out or you just you just keep swimming and you just keep going backwards or what does that look like? What does failure look like in this space? Failure is, I mean, the word failure would for me signal that I haven't tried haven't tried or haven't given it my all or have quitted before I should have done. Um, you know, we had time limit out there, so the Japanese Coast Guard had imposed heavier restrictions. 
we had to be done by 7 p.m. The cross currents, so the speed of the currents were eight kilometers an hour. So, you know, it would have been akin to swimming across a raging river. And, and you're not beating that, you know, the fastest swimmers in the world can only really hold 5Ks an hour. So, uh, you know, and, and that's just another testament to the power of nature. Like we're not overcoming that. But what can we do? How can we approach this smarter and different to how others have done it to, to give ourselves the best chance of getting across? That was our that was our approach. Wow. And what are some of the variables? What are, what are they like? Are they one percenters, Andy, or are they actually more significant than that? In terms of what we did to to do things yeah. differently. Like you know, I'm I'm thinking about thirteen, I would imagine, smart, determined, focused potentially more well-funded than yourself in some scenarios. Like, what did what did they miss that you didn't? Or how did you approach it differently that, yeah, that they're... I think... That they're um, looking, perhaps. Well, I think, you know, the way I'd approached it, yeah, we, we were always trying to approach each swim with an open mind. We, we sought out advice from as many people as possible before each swim. So if I focus on, on Japan, we... We had a load of people, you know, sticking their hand up to help to, you know, provide analysis on the currents or the wind and what time we should set off. Where should we set off from to give ourselves the best chance of getting across? Um, and I think, you know, that's, is, you know, a great testament to the importance and power of teamwork. You know, I'm, I'm, I only know my own thing. I don't know the lay of the land in Japan. I'd never been before. So speaking with the locals, trying to get their knowledge and insights, speaking with the skipper, you know, I think it's it's easy to come in thinking that you know you know best, and this is how we've done things before. So being open to to advice, and you know, sometimes that advice might be wrong, but at least you know you you've gone out and and seen someone else's opinion, and it's up to you ultimately to to make it informed or well, a decision which is now i suppose an informed decision on on how best to um, proceed so yeah th- those were some of the, thing, of the things that we did we we really i think you know i think the biggest asset that i had was were the people around me and and the connections made along the way oh, wow so let's go into the swim now so there's the build up to it 13 people have failed before you you know given it a crack and and not 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 been able to do it you're you're you got a skipper who doesn't speak in your eyes i don't know i just like there's so many crazy things about this thing it's just like so you got a skipper who's i think you, you talked him out of coming out of retirement you know so yeah he was in retirement you talked him out to come out of retirement so he you know he's got more expertise in this space you trace you're, you're putting all this trust in a unknown entity it's a massive punt, all of this, and you've got an opportunity to achieve something which something you know no, no one's ever done before, and and, you, and something you've spent a lot of time and you're and you're deeply invested in. Tell me, what were you thinking in in the swim there? You know, you set off, was going through your head. Maybe there wasn't. Maybe you're just like, God, thank God, this is the chance to get it over and done with. I, I don't know. What was it? How did you? I mean, I think that, you know, you raise a point, a really incredible point. You're, you're placing a lot of trust in, in someone, you know, and, and the stakes are high. The, the stakes are high. So, but what, what was the alternative? Like um, for, for the Japanese swim, the, there were only two organizations or, or skippers that could take you across. 
I wasn't able to get something with the other one, so I, I managed to to you know get in in touch with this guy Ishi, and and he very kindly offered to take us across. And um, you do you everyone out there has their their role, you know, marathon swimming. I think a lot of people think of these channel swims as as being a solo endeavor, but it's it's the furthest thing from that. You know, I'm in the water, I'm doing my thing. There's a support boat there. The skipper is doing the navigation. We're following the boat. There's a support crew, you know, making sure that I'm I'm fueled and fed and, and encouraged going going all the way through this swim. There's observers. Everyone has their own role. And the moment that you start worrying about what they're doing, that's energy that you're, you know, you're you're wasting or you're burning unnecessarily. So you know, when we when we think of companies, uh, you know, the the reason why companies exist is because the 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 resources that you bring together and the synergies that they create versus someone that's a, a sole trader doing it on their own. Everyone has their own thing to bring to the table, and you know, the best results come when you've got a team that trust each other and are allowed and empowered to do what they do best. And and that's what happened out there in the channel. You know. Yes, of course, there were times I, I was worried about where we were going. We were pointing into the into the current for several hours, and I'm just thinking, why are we swimming in this direction? But I had to place my trust my trust in 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 the skipper, and um, they were very calm, even though we were out in in some really rough waters. And that calmness, you know, I'm trying to think of the word it flowed on through to me and the rest of the team and, and created a very relaxed environment amongst all the all the turbulent waters. And that helped. So yeah, couldn't, so, couldn't have done it without them. You don't even have to try hard to, you know, produce metaphors in this context of, you know, calm, you know, calm waters and, you know, like nice <laughs> stormy seas and all that. It's just it's literally uh, can't yeah, see never made a good sailor, you know. That's it's, right. It's yeah, the same thing for swimmers. <laughs> there's so many, there's so many analogies on, on this and metaphors. It's, it's it's unreal. But yeah, the, the importance of team, I think, mm. is 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 a real key message. I'd love to drive home from from all of this and one that I've learned over the last twelve months. Yeah, I think there's there's there's, there's something. I think you're right, Andy, for sure. I think one thing which really stands out to me is actually trust, right? Mm. And and trust is a really tricky one, I think, because fundamentally teams rely on trust. And it's very tricky because when you go th- when you're building a business, or when you go through life, you find people you can trust and can't trust at the same time. And and to keep trusting when things go wrong, and I'm no doubt in your in your you know your year and all these escal- you would have found people even in your in your current team who make mistakes, right? Or 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 you know, and and then they cause massive knock on impacts or something like that like how did you keep that fresh for you like how did you keep that real like and how do you as a as effectively i don't know if you'd call yourself the leader in this i'm not sure if that's how you position yourself but how did you kind of approach that as a from a mindset perspective and, and, and kind of a framework could you reword the question mike i'm just just so that i make sure i'm speaking to the right thing there yeah, I guess I guess what I'm pointing to is that you can have a good team, but you're relying on that team is to actually perform. Mm. And there's times when we all have a performance which and it doesn't it doesn't meet the mark, as it were. 
Mm. And when you're in a team like that, you've either got a choice of, you know, some people just throw throw that person out, criticize. How did you how did you have such faith? I guess is what I'm asking. Because it, it sounds like how did you have such belief in your team that they they would perform and that and that they could come through? You know, that's a it's a really good question. Really and it, and it's tough because it, I think, you know, it, it happens to everyone in life, all the way back to if you think of team assignments at university and there's the guy that doesn't pull his weight, you know, we've all had, we've all been through it. So I think the, the way I approach relations, especially in, in a sort of, let's say a professional setting like that, I'll always try to go in with, with a sort of opening bid of trust where I'll go in and, you know, even if we haven't worked together in the past or don't really know them, I'm not going to go in and second guess. I'll, I'll, you know, take them at face value, trust them until they do something that, you know, not betrays that trust, but doesn't meet the expectations. I think that's who I am. I'm, I'm an optimist. I always like to see the best in people. And so I, I don't think I'll change that. What I would say, I'm always careful about how much dependency I put on on something like that especially if it's the first time. So, um, you know, talking about bringing it back to the Ocean 7, you've got the team out there on the boat. But in the background, we had a, a group of people working together to make the challenge happen logistically. So organizing the swims, making sure I was financed to do it, organizing events to raise money for the charity and, and so forth. And very early on in the piece, there was, was a few guys that, that joined you know, what I tried to do was find, do my due diligence and, and understand, you know, why they wanted to help or why they they had stuck their hand up, because I think that's important as well. What capacity they might have. Um, Good point. And, there were, and there were guys that were, you know, being very loud and like, oh, you're not going to have to pay a single cent for, for this entire journey. We're going to get this funded. I know such and such. I'm connected with blah, blah, blah. We'll get you sponsors and you know i'd follow up have you done this i've written this you know sponsorship proposal document can you circulate this and you know I'll, I'll, they kind of fell off the face of the planet and you know that's that's tough i think you know it was it was quite a, a very steep learning curve in the beginning um you know these guys they they tell you everything that you want to hear uh, but yeah i can get that Thankfully, I, I hadn't, you know, extended too much reliance on 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 them. So, uh, I didn't have too much risk in, in my eyes. And, and when they didn't come through, you know, didn't hold it against them because we're all busy and, and they're volunteering their time. So, you know, that's how I'm wired. I, I try to see the best in people, but I think that's an, that was an important lesson. And, you know, the guys that did deliver and, and come through with things, then I would start increasing my my dependencies and reliance on them, and, and gave them bigger things to to look after and, and be responsible for. And you know, I think it is it's, it's like business. You know, you 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 build trust, you build rapport, and um, it, it it takes time. Very cool. I think um, I think yeah, it's it's, it's really fascinating. I perhaps think initially that. Swimming such long distances would be so relatable to a business challenge, but I think actually the more you look at it, the metaphors in, in some regards, it's almost perfect, which mm. is really, really cool. So 
And Neil, I think um, maybe to round out this conversation, what what are some of the key takeaways for you? Like, and, and, and maybe like that more from a personal perspective. Like, what are you most proud about in some regards for y- yourself? Like, how do you how do you look at it now upon reflection? It's that chapter is kind of completed, and now mm. you know you, you've taken, you've invested your own time, your money. You know, I think you shared with me last night. Rather than spending a housing deposit, you invested it into this challenge, which I think is. Housing investments are usually crap anyway if you're just buying a house, so yeah. don't worry. It uh, <laughs> sounds like money well spent. But tell me, yeah, what are your key, kind of key reflections? And and then I might lead that into, you know, what do we expect from you next? Or where should we, um, where, where do we take this? I mean, there's certainly a lot of lessons. You know, we've spoken about the, the need for and, and the importance of teamwork. I, I think that's, you know, critical and and not just swimming, but in, in life and, and having a great network around you to support you through your toughest times. I think, and, you know, another one being the adversity is needed for growth. Um, I think that's, you know, a great takeaway as well. But if I was to look at this challenge as a whole and in my own personal life, you know, March last year, I, I wasn't planning on doing this. I got offered a chance to swim the English Channel as a last minute, as someone had dropped out and it was a last minute slot that had opened up. And, you know, at the time I, I, I wasn't, no, I wasn't sponsored. I didn't have the finances to do it. I, I didn't have any of these swims lined up or, or booked in, um, but I saw an opportunity. Uh, I saw an opportunity to, to go hard and do something that had never been done and, and to do it in a fashion that would, uh, you know, raise, potentially raise quite a lot of money for a cause that's really close to my heart, mental health. So, you know, I, I took a leap and, 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 and threw myself into it. And, you know, was it reckless? I don't know. Maybe it was to, to most people, but, you know, I, I limited my risk. Uh, I knew that, you know, money's money. I can always make that back in the future. I spent, you know, the, the savings that I had on a house deposit on this challenge. But I think that's it. Like, you know, we can all, we all have great ideas and, and opportunity, opportunities that come up for at the back of our mind. We can't always wait for the stars to align uh, before, before jumping in and doing them. Sometimes it is best to, to back yourself and have the courage to, to leap in and, and go for it and, and and learn as you go, and and that's what I've done over the last twelve years. And you know, the team, the people I've I've managed to get on board to support me through this. You know, I, I wouldn't have been able to have done it without them. Uh, and you know, results aside and the swimming aside, you know, that's been a really cherished part from this whole last twelve months. The connections made, the people, and the relationships that I've I've forged over over this last year, and all these lessons learned along the way. I think it's you know, the best money I've ever spent in my life. And, you know, that's something that no one can ever take away from me. Outstanding. Outstanding. I think, um, yeah, it can be backing yourself is a is a real, I'm sure a lot of our listeners can, you know, relate to that. And then the questioning part, sometimes you do feel like you're crazy mm-hmm. and going against the contrarian. But I think it's, um, yeah, it mustn't be, we mustn't overcredit the, the mass, the sheep in the, in the, in, let's just say, of everyone just doing the same thing, right? That's, mm. that, that's not, if you want extraordinary results, you've got to do extraordinary things. So, 
you gotta you gotta have the courage to do it and to do things differently. And you know, Correct. when I set these goals of of trying to do it within a year, trying to break the cumulative record, you know, a lot a lot of people there there were naysayers and people scrutinizing and and feeling that it or or saying that it couldn't be done. But the the flip side of that was with me being vocal about what I was doing to to try to attract more attention to. The challenge in raising money for mental health. The the one of the great things that came out of that were people knew what I was doing and and saw it and stuck up their hands to to help and support. And so you know I think when when you are setting your goals or you come up with a business idea and you know you're scared to tell people about it, it's it's very natural. And and you know I hated coming out with and, and being quite loud and, and open about what I plan to do, but. In hindsight, it was it was one of the best things I could have done, and I would encourage everyone to be transparent about their goals or or their ideas, and um, yeah, because you you never know who's listening and, and might be able to help. I think that, that maybe I will round out the conversation there in terms of I think what really stands out to me about you is that even when you know you came out of you know professional swimming or kind of high level swimming at an early age you know you're kind of like that wasn't the right fit for you you've kind of gone away from it then you know as you, as you kind of came back into swimming and you were going for you know that big i forget the specific name of it andy but the um the big swim race on this channel swim thank you yeah so you know and, and your goal wasn't to compete in the race it was to win <laughs> i think it's so easy in life that we set up a business so we don't really think about that we set a goal which is kind of been very you kind of was like you it's like a taking part business rather than i'm going for gold you know not many you, businesses you play it safe people. yeah that's, play that's it a, safe because of fear of fear of failure and you know that's so natural yeah yeah oh, it's, it's it is i i certainly did um i thought i worried about what people thought of me and that I would embarrass myself. Um, but then it comes back to where that I can aim for this, but what is success? If I've really trained and given my heart and soul and everything to this, and I come third on the day and some German superstars come and want it, you know, I can't, I can't control that, but I've given it my best. And that's, you know, a win in my eyes. I think that applies to everything. I love that. I love that. And the, on behalf of Venom and the Intelligent Performer podcast, I want to say a massive congratulations. Thank you. And thank you for being an ambassador for, for us and our organization. It's an honor to have someone, you know, your accolades aside, even if you, you know, you've done the last swim, I think just anyone who has the courage to back themselves, you know, you don't have a big funding background behind you. You've, you've self-funded. It's kind of messy. It's gritty. It's like, I think it's courageous. It, it's all of these really phenomenal human attributes and i think you're a phenomenal human being as well well outside just you know your sporting capabilities and, and clearly could kick my ass when it came to some sort of swimming <laughs> so, um, so yeah on that i just want to say thank you thanks for thanks for joining us again on this and we haven't touched much on about the future but maybe if you could just what is next for you where do you take you know this epic challenge and What's the net? Is there a natural next step? Is it, or maybe it's not about next step yet? Maybe it's just about just chill the hell out and rest for a bit. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's certainly a, a need for that. I mean, it's been such a huge year, so that that was the priority. You know, this the last one was only three weeks ago, so it's still very fresh. 
But, you know, I think for me, I'd, I'd love to keep swimming. I've really enjoyed this last year. Of, uh, you know, it's been such a privilege to meet incredible people, including yourself, Michael, through through this journey and people that have su- stuck their hand up and, and supported. That's just been you know, an absolute life changer. And, you know, I'd love to continue swimming to and using my swimming to help support important causes and raise funds for, for charity. So I'll still be active in the water, but I think I'd love to also try share what I've learned along the way from this last year and with other people in the hope that it might, you know, help and inspire them. So doing more more speaking, uh, you know, maybe writing a book. They're all things that uh, I need to sit down and, and get on paper and, and figure out which direction to go. But that's certainly at the back of my mind right now. Awesome. Awesome. And Neat, thanks again. A pleasure to have you here. And uh, yeah, thanks for joining us. There you are. Thanks, Mike.